Welcome to Unshakable with Human Design, the show dedicated to helping entrepreneurs use human design to shift from hustle to flow without sacrificing results. Come here to become an unshakable human and build an unshakable business according to your human design. I'm your host, Nicole Lano. Hello and welcome to Unshakable with Human Design, everybody. I'm your host, Nicole Lano, and we're starting March. So my wonderful friend, Christina Luna, is here with me once again to do our transit episode. Hi, Christina. How are you doing? Hi, Nicole. I am so happy to be talking with you today. Thank you. I love when you're here with me. I love our conversations, and I love the perspective that you bring to these episodes. And we were talking before we hit record about what do we want these episodes to be and what do we want people to take away from them? And so with this one, what we landed on was how to understand the greater theme of March. And if you're listening to this episode and this is the first transit episode you've listened to, we're going to give you the cosmic weather for the month. We do these at the beginning of the month or just before the start of the month. And we tell you, this is the astrology and this is the human design weather for the month, so to speak. What can you expect energetically for the month? Because we all have our own energy that we bring to everything. Then there's the cosmic energy. So what the planets, stars, what all of these positions are doing to us, what we're all feeling. And then there's also the combination of those two things, which is your energy combined with the cosmic energy. And that gives you whatever it is that you experience through the month. So we give you a little bit of a view ahead of what's to come. And Christine and I were talking before about what do we want these to be? We want people to be prepared, but there's this beautiful art to what we're all going through, that we're all on this little ride together. And how can we enjoy the ride a little bit more without being overly analytical about it, without being, what gate are we in today? And getting obsessed about that, which I know some people can fall into, myself included. I think when you first start out, that happens. But how can we promote the dance with these energies? How can we become the observer of all of this and notice these things, but not get so tied into what's happening today? Let me predict everything out so carefully, right? I love that we're having this conversation. and It's such a Piscean conversation to have. Pisces is the sign that marks the alpha and omega moment. It is an ending of a whole cycle and a beginning of a new cycle. And this year especially, I can say that from my perspective, I'm really feeling it. And I'm feeling it in the most surprising way. As an astrologer, the last thing you want to feel is a release of your attachment or usage of astrology. And I was sharing with you before our call that the thing that's so surprising that the Aquarian season brought into my life was that I crossed over this threshold into a new frequency, a frequency of trust, a frequency of receptivity, a frequency of freedom. And with that came a release of some of the things that acted as a mediator between myself and experiencing life and astrology while it's a beautiful tool and a map it was something kind of standing in the way between the direct revelation of the moment so interestingly enough i'm having this conversation with you about these beautiful maps that we have and how sometimes 
the direct experience is unpredictable, but the most beautiful way to experience life itself. And so <laughs> there's not a more perfect month than March to allow ourselves mm. to put down the mediator, put down the crutch, the tool, the map, to put down all of the coping strategies and methods that we've used to help us remain in control and to actually just yeah. let what life is happen. And more than ever this year, because we have Saturn, the planet that kind of marks the line between what we know and what we can't know. We have this planet that gives us a recognition of what our tangible experience could actually be described as. We have Saturn here in Pisces and Saturn in Pisces is saying it's only a fraction of what is possible to be experienced. Why don't we actually recognize the way that we put space between ourselves and the experience and let the experience take us for a ride, give us the dance, lead us for a minute. And this could be really unstabilizing. And I've experienced a lot of destabilization in the last couple of weeks. And so as we're approaching March, I definitely am like, <laughs> wow, this is, is this what I committed to? <laughs> well, and I think what we were posing to each other was, what do we want these episodes to be? And I, I think what's an interesting way to go about this, because we were talking about our own experience with riding this wave of life, right? And, and we use these tools. I use the tool to tune me back into myself to remind me that I'm not crazy. This is just a moment in time, something that I'm being affected by. And can I observe it? Can I not freak out? Can I, can it help me ride this wave? Not so much in a predictive way of knowing that I have to launch on this date because this shit's going to hit the fan here. We can do that, but I try to resist that a bit. And so I think one thing that might be interesting is you're listening now, looking at the month ahead, I encourage you to come back to this episode at the end of the month and look back and see if there are lessons. If you are confused about something, because I was doing that. It's funny when Christina and I sit down, I immediately start talking about everything that happened since I last spoke with you the last time we recorded. And I was looking at the month of February and February was this big emotional month. And I went on an emotional roller coaster throughout the whole month of February. Well, we're not completely through it, but just about. And I felt like I went through a course in emotional intelligence. Now, if I look back, because this is what I was doing before I hopped on preparing for this episode, I was looking back at all of the gates that we transited through. I was looking at my journal. I was looking at what I had been through. I was like, wow, what a gift it is to be able to see them side by side with hindsight. Then it gives you a deeper sense of the lesson. So something you might want to try is coming back to this episode at the end of the month and being like, here's what they were saying was going to happen. Did that happen? What was my experience in all of this? Because for me, what I use human design for is to deepen my connection with myself. And to understand how I'm affected by all of these changes and to understand how my energy works and how can I be a greater observer of it and not get so tied up in the moment of the program in itself that I, I forget that I'm in it. Can I be the observer and enjoy the moment, but at the same time recognize that we're all riding this wave? 
And can I see mm-hmm. that the moments that are tense or scary, can I remain neutral to them? And human design gives me a window into maybe why I feel the way that I feel. And it gives me a tool that I can go back in and use to regulate myself, to see what's happening and not be sucked into the drama of it all. Maybe that's the goal with this. Now, I do want to take one pause here just to say, if you guys want the details on the gates that change and the whole calendar, just DM me on Instagram. I'm at Nicole Lano official. DM me the word transit and we'll send you the calendar because we're not going to go through every single gate the way that we have in past episodes. We're going to talk about them high level. We're going to talk about the flow of everything. But if you want the exact dates and gates, then you should DM me for the calendar. Just DM me the word transit. We'll send it to you. So with that being said, Christina, what do you see as a greater theme of March and what's happening in your perspective? March starts out in Pisces season. And it's important to know that there are three basic energy flows or energy states that the elements can move through. And this March is actually a mutable water moment. Mutable is the last part of a cycle. So a cycle usually begins with cardinal energy that initiates. And we had cardinal earth energy in Capricorn. So we were initiating. We had all this New Year's resolution energy. What's my plan? What's my tangible goals? What are my tangible outcomes? I'm going to initiate this. And then we had fixed air in Aquarius. Fixed air is going to challenge all of the fixed mindset pieces, all the beliefs, all the structures that we've taken as our belief system. It's going to challenge all of those fixed things to see if we can actually sustain the cardinal initiation that we put in place in Capricorn season. So what we would have found is either the belief still served us in Aquarius season, or the belief didn't serve us and it broke. So some of the emotions that could come through in Aquarian season is losing your mind in some ways because you're shedding your belief system so completely in order to continue the progress or continue the growth towards something that we've initiated. So now we land into Pisces season and Pisces is mutable. And the mutable part of a cycle is when we hit the target we hit the outcome, we hit the harvest of not only this short cycle from Capricorn to Pisces, but the year-long cycle. It's the jackpot of spiritual fulfillment that we finally come to in Pisces season. It's the closure of an entire 12-month initiation cycle. And so in March, we're finding ourselves closing up, taking stock, reflecting, asking ourselves at the end of the day, what do I have faith in? What has this year taught me? What do I know in my bones? What about life holds me the most deeply? In so many ways, Pisces is also related to the womb space. And in the womb space, we are held unconditionally. We don't have to do anything to be held in warmth and safety, in suspension one with our environment, one with the mother. And in so many ways, we are seeking that space while outside of the womb. We're seeking that space in our lives. What holds us in Pisces season? What is real beyond the labels of our work, the labels of our relationships, beyond 
all the things that are very much based on the ego experience of life. What is actually holding us at the end of the day? And so we're challenged in many ways during March to understand that's what this moment's about. And once we fully receive all of that, we get this breakthrough of that new beginning of the cycle around the 20th of March. And that's when the new birth of the new cycle begins. It's the death of the old year, the beginning of the new year. And every March is this way, but this year especially is a little bit more potent because of some of the other transits we've experienced in this short cycle. Most notably, the movement of Pluto into a new sign. And what does that signify? Talk to me about that, just so people understand if they're not understanding what each of these moves actually mean. So we're closing out this cycle. We're about to start a new one, which happens every March. But we just went through a big transition of shifting into Pluto, which hasn't happened in like a generation, right? That's right. So Pluto moves through each sign in different quantities of time. This last movement took about 15 years. And so from 2008 Mm. to now, there's been something that we have been building our mastery on. We've been cutting our teeth. We've been proving our worth. We've been coming into maturity. We've worked really hard over the last 15 years to create something that we could stand upon. And that was actually cardinal earth. It was a whole cardinal earth, 15 years. And so now that we've built something and we've mastered something and we've forged it, we've titled it, we're moving into a stage where it's tested. So you've cultivated this thing in 15 years. Now let's do an evolution through the fixed sign of Aquarius. Let's do an evolution to see how that goes, how that works. You might have had a good idea of the thing that you mastered. You might have worked really hard on that idea. And now when you apply it to the fabric of community, the fabric of your business, the fabric of the reality at large, how does it change? How is it holding up? Mm -hmm. So this is a time where, wow, I hope that all the things that we've built over the last 15 years can withstand the usage of the community. It's like putting a product out into the world and seeing if it actually does the thing that you hoped it did. And it's going to be based on the frequency that we feel when we're in motion, when we're in community, when we're in connection with others. This whole month is about identifying how the co-creation between my mastery and your mastery actually builds something as a community. As we're talking about that, I think there's a lot of talk about people feeling uncertain now or people feeling like other people are feeling uncertain. We're going through some really big, massive changes here, ones that haven't happened in, like you said, 15 years. So this is what I mean when I say to be able to look back and say we went through this change or to be able to know in the moment that we are going through a change. So there doesn't have to be a logical explanation for why things feel the way they feel. Meaning, I think what our brains try to do is look for the thing to be like, maybe my business doesn't work. Maybe this thing doesn't work. Maybe this is wrong. Maybe we have to change this. And it's like, no, maybe we're all just feeling the frequency of the fear of change, knowing that something is shifting in us mentally. Most of us don't know that is happening. So it's causing us to feel a bit of uncertainty. Plus, we're going into this phase right now 
where things are going to be tested. So just like you would if you were putting a product out to market and you were like, okay, let's see if this thing works. It's like when you see Elon Musk's rockets go up and we're all watching to see, does it blow up or does the rocket make its way back down? We don't know. Exhilarating and terrifying all at the same time. You're right. And the things that we're creating that we've worked so hard to cultivate, when we put them into the market, they could change the paradigm of reality dramatically. Aquarian ages are associated with understanding that instead of the earth being flat, it is round. Instead of the earth being the center of the universe, the sun is. Paradigm shifting truths can surface during the Aquarian age. And all of those paradigm shifting truths are going to come from individual people having brought their gifts into the fabric of community. That's the only way. And the fabric of community can shun it. They can reject it. They can accept it. It doesn't mean that the thing isn't valuable. It just might mean that the community isn't quite ready for that change. So let's go into March now. And you were talking about closing a cycle with where we're closing it with Pisces and then we're going to start a new one with Aries, right? This is the astrological calendar. Is that what you're referencing there? Yeah, that's right. I'm no astrology expert, so I'm, I'm deferring to you. Also, just the way that I think and the way that, that I work is I'm always looking at the possibility, the potential that's there. What amazing potential there is for this shift. And it's an interesting thing for you if you're listening to think about where does your mind go when she's talking about these paradigm shifting moments and these time periods? Are you thinking, oh, shit? Or are you thinking, wow, amazing things are about to happen? I tend to go to amazing things are about to happen. What's the next evolution? And this is the first age where we've had a 24-hour news cycle and the internet being the way that it is. So we're going through this big change where the world is very different right now as well. And what we're all being fed is a little bit different. (laughs) So it's an interesting thing for you to check in with. Are you team possibility or are you team fear? And there's no shame in the game here. It's just, I think that's an interesting thing for you to note. What is your go-to? Where do you fork in the road there? But as we're looking forward at the energy that's coming or the ride that we're all about to go on, I know from a human design perspective, when I looked at this month, I was just like, wow, I can see... A lot happens. And you mentioned the middle of the month, I think you said around March 20th, where there's a big shift, a big change that happens. And I I see the same thing too. I saw the month broken up into two pieces, into two halves. And the first half was, at least from my perspective, sorting things out. We go from gate 63 to gate 22 to gate 36 in the first half of the month before the 20th. And so we go from head center pressure of doubt, questioning things, wants to be very logical. And there's like this clarity of thought that comes through inquiry. That's how I look at gate 63. Gate 63 is also my conscious earth. So I'm very familiar with this energy. There can be a lot of doubt that comes with it. So a lot of uncertainty, but great clarity comes through asking really great questions. And then we go into this emotional space again, but it's a different emotion than we've been faced with throughout February, where it was all emotion. Gate 22 is openness. And to me, it's very much an emotional intelligence gate. And so is gate 36. These two gates are very much about emotional intelligence to me. One is about the personal process of emotions, being able to socially interact with people and sense 
what emotional frequency is there. There's a deep intuitiveness to gate 22. And then gate 36 wants to experience things. So I look at gate 36 as this tipping point. It goes from the 13th to like the 19th. And that's the tipping point to me where gate 36 to me is up for anything. Gate 36 is the emotional, let's do this. I don't even care what it is. If it's fun, I'm in. I want to experience everything. That's what this energy is about. And it's known as the gate of chaos. Simply because when you leap into life looking to have experiences, you're probably going to shake some things up along the way. So they could get a bad rap for being this chaotic crisis gate. But the truth is that I look at it and I have gate 36. So I've done a lot of work around this. Gate 36 is like, if I've experienced enough and I've paid attention and I've learned the lessons, I know how to handle a crisis better than anybody. Throw whatever you want at me, world. I've got this. But on the low frequency there, you, you could see a lot of things just start to shake around you. But do you know how to handle them? Can you emotionally handle the ride of things really being exciting? February to me was a very regrouping energy, an inward kind of volatile ride at times, but it begged me to go inward. And it, there was a sense when I had the presence of mind to notice it, to be like, we're preparing for something. I don't know what it is. I can't know. I can be prepared. I can put my best foot forward. I don't know what's coming, but I'm preparing for something because we're about to move. We're about to shift and move into action. And that's how I see the end of the month. And so the people on the line note would go from gate 25 in the G center, the gate of innocence, gate 17, the gate of opinions in the mind once again, and then gate 21. We end the month and cross over into April in this, which is the gate of control. This is ego energy. To me, when I hear Aries, gate 21 is just like Aries energy. It's the gate of the hunter huntress. If I want it, I'm going after it. I will get it and I will take care of everybody who's around me. It's that energy. So I see this flow of awareness. I think we're being called to awareness of emotion, awareness of our thoughts. And then so that we can take really great action. And I, I do want to call out one specific thing uh, that our North Node, everybody's North Node, it, this is a cosmic thing, is gate 51. And on the 19th, you talked about this shift and we'll see if the theme that you have for the shift is the same as mine. Gate 25 and gate 51 form a channel called the channel of initiation. It joins the ego to the G center, which is the center of identity. So everybody will have this channel for that week is what I'm saying through our cosmic energy, we will all have this initiating energy, this energy that's combining the gate of shock with the gate of innocence. And if you think about initiation, it's just not about initiating something, it's being initiated. This energy to me in its highest form is calling you to something bigger and giving you the energy and the I've got this kind of fuel to call yourself to something higher, to step into this new level to go first. And so I thought that was interesting. That was happening around the time that you were saying the shift. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, does that vibe with what you've got in your notes? Yeah, I have three things I would like to remark on about what you just said. Yeah. The first thing has to do with camp fear and camp excitement. Those two camps. Definitely the period between now and the 19th is going to have both. 
the fear and the excitement, and both of them are okay. And part of the reason why we have fear is partially because an old version of us, an old safety net that we've held is going to be ending because something new is about to happen. And if you think about the archetype of this moment between the 19th and the 20th is actually the archetype of the mother giving birth to a child. And so let's go. You talked about gate 36 being this gate. From my perspective, it's the last gate of the astrological cycle. And it's a moment where the incubation of that baby inside of us, the incubation of something we've been wanting to bring into the world, it's finally time. And it is a moment of chaos. Creation happens in a moment of chaos. And if anyone who is given birth is probably able to touch into that moment where you're ready, you're ready to give birth, you're ready to do this thing. And it's equally exciting and terrifying. And you know, it's going to be work and you know that there's going to be a moment of chaos and everyone's going to be standing there in anticipation. And it takes so much discipline and presence and you find this place inside of you that you can only access if you're pressed into a situation as intense and initiating as one that is like birthing. You talked about shock and innocence. You talked about initiation. This moment not only ends the period of time where the baby's inside the mother or the creation is inside of the mother, the thing you've been incubating is inside of you still. It marks the moment where that creation begins to have a life of its own. And now all of a sudden, the mother becomes a mother and the baby, the creation becomes an existence unto itself. And in that moment, that initiation, it's both very powerful and the most vulnerable. The initiation through that portal brings something into the world that is brand new, that has never been experienced before. And we have an opportunity this year, most potently, to allow the chaos, to allow the initiation, to allow the shock and innocence to be present in something that maybe we've incubated for lifetimes. Maybe our soul came into this lifetime to be here at this time, to become an entrepreneur or to become a leader, become someone who studied something, become a master at something, but hasn't really taken it all the way to the place that they've wanted to take it. And I imagine that the listeners of this podcast, they know what that thing is for them. And perhaps they've been standing behind the title of therapist or behind the title of astrologer or behind the title of CEO, but they actually know that there's something deep inside of them that they've come to bring into the world that is beyond that label. And it could be that this is the year where that thing is initiated in some way, shape, or form to come into fruition. And so if you're listening to this, you probably know what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's both exciting and terrifying to think about this could be the year where it actually happens. And what would I have to let go of? What would I have to have faith in in order to let this thing come earthside? I know as you were going through that, you're calling out to the listener. I'm listening to you and I'm like, oh yeah. And maybe if you're listening to this, you have what Christina was calling out, but you have this feeling. So can you use this energy to feel empowered to take that step that maybe has been scaring you? I know that I have felt like there's been this shift and I still don't know. There are several things on the table for me where I'm like, 
is it this way? Is it this way? Is it this way? And for me, being an emotional authority, I know I have to hang with it. I can't force the answer. And I can't force the timing. If I don't know by the 20th of March, I'm not going to be like, no, it's not going to happen. I have to just trust. And I hope that that's what people are taking away from this is that hopefully we're giving you a tool to understand what's happening, maybe how you can ride the wave with greater success, but also empower yourself to maybe do the thing that's scaring you that you're wondering, should I, shouldn't I? Is it the right time? If not now, then when? For me, I'm looking at the different choices that I have, and I know that one is going to feel right eventually. Or maybe I don't have to choose just one. That's always a, a question, too, that I'm, I'm grappling with at the moment. But there is this feeling like when I saw the transits for March and now listening to you, Christina, I'm like, something's going to happen this month. I was feeling like it was going to anyway, but now I know it. I feel it in my bones. And then we just have to detach from the outcome. We can only do what we do. We can only show up and be in the highest expression of ourselves and see what happens. Absolutely. If we're using the metaphor of the pregnant woman, she can have an idea when her due date is and she can be ready to give birth. But the actual hormones that initiate birth come from the child itself. The, ch the mother's not the thing that decides when the baby comes. The thing we're creating, the thing that's been incubating, that brilliant, beautiful idea that you want to bring Earthside, it has a fate of its own, it has a directive and a guidance system. And when you're a couple weeks away from birthing, you're still not ready to birth. The thing that we will all get in mm -hmm. touch with within the next couple of months at least is the sensation of feeling that the pressure of holding it in is more painful than just allowing it to come through. And when we feel that gentle relationship of opening up and letting it come through and surrendering to that, it might not be gentle. It could be gentle. It might not be gentle. Every single creation experience is perfect for the creator and the created. So there's no right way to create something into the world. But we know that it's a relationship between the created and the creator. It's not something that is only a one-sided experience. And so trusting that too, trusting that the co-creation of your creation has a life and a fate of its own. And the thing that I keep hearing whispered to me is, and don't get in the way of it. Don't get in the way of your creation making its way out into the world. Don't let your doubts, don't let your fears, don't let them block you from doing what feels right, from ushering and, and stewarding this into the world. If it's right, it'll come out. Don't let the fear stop you. I feel like that's very Aries. Aries energy is, is very forceful. It's just like, I'm, I'm going. Watch me. Do you have anything else that you wanted to wrap this episode up with? Anything you want to leave listeners with in our final moments here? I would love to talk about the eclipse that's happening on the 25th. That eclipse okay. is happening in Aries season on that south node point. There's a north node and a south node. The north node is the spot, the yep. place of evolution, the place where we lean in to the edge of life. And that is in Aries. That is in that initiating powerful force. But the eclipse is going to bring in a completely different energy. And this is one of letting go and releasing an old role that we've played. Wherever we have Libra 
mm-hmm. in our world. And we don't even have to know specifically where it's going to become very obvious that letting go of something and emptying out in this one area is going to create so much space for the new thing. So if there was a specific thing, it would be mark your calendar for the 25th. And remember that leading up to the 25th, we are being asked to let go. I think that is a beautiful way to tie up this episode because I want to leave you with what do you need to let go of? That's something that you can be pondering, putting your awareness, just noticing. It's not hard homework that we're giving you here. We just want you to walk around with just that. I'm going to let that sit in my energy, not break it down and analyze it, but just what do I need to let go of? And then let it go. <laughs> let that thought go. But I think that's a, a wonderful thing to do with the month that we have until that happens. I know I'm going to do that. I'm going to walk away and just be like, what do I need to let go of? What's not going to serve me in this next phase? What have I the, walked with that maybe it's time for us to part ways? The cheat code on this is it's going to be something that kept the peace, but wasn't actually fully authentic. Uh, oh, I like that. I like that. It kept some kind of gentle balance, but it wasn't necessarily true congruence. And so that's how we'll know. Ah. Well, you have your contemplation there then. It's not just what do I need to let go of? To me, what comes up there is people pleasing. Is there something where you're abandoning yourself? There's no space for that in this next phase. And you also, you always get to make that choice of what you take with you and what you don't. But hopefully this gives you something to hang out with and see what shakes out by the 25th of March. Well, thank you for making it all the way to the end of this episode with us. I hope that you liked this new format. You enjoyed this conversation. I had a lot of fun here talking about this. Remember, if you want the calendar, I'm at Nicole Leno official on Instagram. DM me the word transit. We'll send you the calendar with all the details for this. And then if you want Christina's information, DM me the word Christina and we'll send you all of her links so that you can follow her, learn more about her offers, what she has going on and stay in touch with her because she's wonderful and she's just this wealth of information and inspiration. And I'm so grateful to have you here with us, Christina. I'm thankful that you come and share your wisdom with us every single month. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I feel so grateful to be able to do this with you. Thank you. And remember, in order to have an unshakable business, you must first become an unshakable human. So thank you for letting us help you on your journey of becoming unshakable with human design, everyone. We'll see you in the next one. If you love this episode and you're a fan of the show, please show us the love on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the show and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with other entrepreneurs on their human design journey, join our free Facebook community, Human Design for Entrepreneurs. Go to nicolelano.me forward slash podcast links to join the group, book a human design reading with me, or access our free human design resources. We'll see you there.